Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for Sunday Morning Alive right here on our website. We're so glad you've joined us for your Sunday morning worship and devotional. Uh, we don't have the music that, for time's sake to have an entire worship service and then the Word of God, but I pray that you will take time uh, to get out and find songs wherever you have them, in your car radio, at home, on on your television take time to worship the lord amen we need to it will help you to focus on him as your source in this time of such uncertainty this time of chaos and crisis globally not just here in america but all over the world this is an opportunity for christians to to literally begin to focus have a laser focus on God as our source, as our salvation, Christ as our Savior, the Holy Spirit as our helper. Praise God, our comforter. So today we want to talk to you uh, about that, uh, that focus right now. It's extremely important because there are many, many uh, situations where we can be tempted uh, into trusting, into someone or something else as our source because of the needs that we have. There's a tendency to to grab hold. You know, it's like grabbing straws. A drowning man will grab a stick that can't support him, but he's grabbing at anything because he feels like if he doesn't get a hold of something, he's going under and he's going to drown. Friend of mine, we need to grab hold of God today and not take hold of something that cannot help us ultimately, but someone who can and will deliver. Praise God. If you have your Bible, I want you to turn with me to Isaiah chapter 30, and then we're going to the book of Jeremiah today. We're going to be talking about uh, resetting the focus of our faith. As you're turning to Isaiah chapter 30, as I'm going to read in just a moment, resetting the focus of our faith. You know, you got faith in something today, and you have faith in someone today. The question is, who or what is the focus of your faith today? It is so important. You say, well, I'm a Christian. Of course, my faith is in the Lord. The Lord and who? The Lord and what? Listen, God may use a who, and God may use a what, but our focus is always on Him and not them. This is so important, and you'll see it as we read here today. Isaiah chapter 30, verses 1 through 3. Listen, it says, Woe to the rebellious children, saith the Lord, that take counsel but not of me that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. This is a cumulative. See, this is a sin on top of a sin. Verse 2 says, They that walk to go down into Egypt and have not asked at my mouth to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh, to trust in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore shall the strength of 
Pharaoh be your shame and trust in the shadow of Egypt your confusion. He's saying it is, it is a rebellious act to put our trust in someone or something else. Now, the Bible did say that he would bless them that bless Israel. The, the Bible is clear about that. Uh, he will bless those that bless us. And if we ask at his mouth, is it okay if we do this? Is it okay if we form an alliance with those who want to help us and, and bless us, uh, but not look to them as we look to you exclusively? That's different. They didn't ask God about this alliance. You see, there were plenty of soldiers down in Egypt in Pharaoh's military force that we might call them soldiers of fortune. They were willing uh, to, for a prize, fight for somebody else. For if they could get paid for it, and if Pharaoh would give them permission, they would come over and join with Israel's forces to defend Israel. But they didn't ask God about this. They just begin to operate independent from God. And when we begin to operate independent from God, then we commit a sin. You know what the sin, and actually we commit two sins. A sin on top of a sin. It's not only are we not trusting God, but we're beginning to substitute someone or something else for God. We are putting our trust in, in this case, the shadow of Egypt instead of the shadow of the Almighty. You know, the Bible said, How excellent, O God, is thy loving kindness. Therefore, the sons of men put their trust under the shadow of of your wing, under the covert of your wing. They were looking for a covering from adding a military force to their military force instead of the Spirit of God covering them initially. God may send an ally. God may use a person. God may use something, some person. But when we begin to look to the thing He uses or the person He uses instead of Him, and operate in independence from him, then there is a woe given. It's a warning. Woe is a word of warning. And I believe he's saying woe to the nation that is looking to anyone or anything other than God that is supposed to be a nation with enough faithful and faith-filled Christians in it that we wouldn't even think of trusting in the arm of flesh instead of the Spirit of God. You see, they were not just forsaking God, but they were trusting in someone or something other than God. I want to read that again. Woe to the rebellious children. God calls this, this, this distrust of Him and this mistrust of others a rebellious act against Him that take counsel, but not of me, and that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit, that they might add sin to sin, underline sin to sin. We're going to go to Jeremiah in just a moment and see what that really is. They that walk down to Egypt and have not asked at my mouth. Listen, this is so important today. Amen. Our God is a covering God. 
And we need a covering of His Spirit. You know, I put on a face covering in order to go get groceries or or go do things that we need to do where we interact with other people. And it's required right here where we are that you're going into a place of business. There's a sign. It's not mandated, but it, it they ask people to comply. I put on a covering uh, because of the virus. But my covering, and I pray as I go in, Lord, I'm not trusting in this covering. I'm trusting in you. And, and I say what, what he, he is saying to them right now. My real covering is not this piece of cloth. Believe me, my real covering is your spirit. And I pray, Lord, cover me with your spirit today. Amen. And I'm trusting in that covering. I'm trusting in the Lord. You know, there's a New Testament scripture that says, Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. This is not saying that our faith is not big enough to speak to a storm or, 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 or believe God for a Bentley. Uh, no, this is, this is the fact that if we're not trusting God for our source, as our source, it doesn't mean don't go to a doctor. It means don't go to a doctor without praying and saying, Lord, bless him to help me. Uh, but my faith is in you. And when the help comes, I will first give you the glory because he couldn't do anything if you didn't give him the knowledge initially to do. Our trust must be focused, laser focused on God. Amen. Because the devil wants us to look to Egypt, which is a type of the world in Scripture. And the strength of Egypt instead of the person of the Holy Spirit and the power of God and of Jesus Christ today. It is a rebellious act. That's why it is called sin. And it calls it here. When you when they go down into Egypt, they add sin to sin. How does that occur? What does it mean, sin to sin? It means they have not only forsaken trusting in God by the way they are operating independent from Him and in self-sufficiency, but now they are substituting someone or something else for Him. Amen. The New Testament says that, that we are to look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, looking unto Jesus. And that word looking unto, one, one way that it is described in another translation, and I really like this, because you can't look forward and look back at the same time. You can't look at something and simultaneously be looking at something else. Not truly. So it, it would read this way in the Amplified. It would say, looking away from all that will distract. Set your gaze upon Jesus, who is the author and the finisher, the alpha, the omega of your faith. Hallelujah. Listen, it's, it, it, it's not just, it's, it's, it's not just the, the, the fact 
that that other things and other people and other systems, the world system itself, uh, will attract us to look toward it. It's the fact that many, many Christians are losing their focus on God. And they, they are dependent, leaning so heavily upon, uh, well, look, look, look at, look at the government system that we have right here. Were they able, are they able to take care of all of these things? No, they're not. I'm not blaming them. They're never supposed to take care of all of these things. Listen, thank God for doctors. Thank God for a vaccine, uh, hopefully, that will come like it came for polio and almost eradicated it, not only here in America, but around the world. And you don't see crippled children with braces on and dying children in, 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 in these situations where they have, they used to have the old iron lung. This is not an indictment against medicine and science to help. It's an indictment against trusting exclusively in the arm of flesh, in medicine, in science, and and not trusting God. It's the distrust of God and the misplaced trust in someone or something else instead of initially going to God. Listen, I would go to a doctor tomorrow if I needed one. I just don't need one right now. <laughs> Thank God. I am grateful every day of my life. I'm going on 74 years old, and I'm on absolutely no medication, and my blood pressure is running just fine and normal, and I feel great, except, you know, when I get up in the morning, <laughs> I hear snap, crackle, and pop, and it's not my breakfast cereal. It's my bones when I get up. These old bones get older, and they get stiffer, and I, I, I'm not I'm not operating like I was 30 or even 40. I'm operating a little bit slower, a little bit stiffer, a little bit different. But I'm going to tell you my trust is in God. And if I needed a doctor or, or had to go to the emergency room, I would be praying and saying, Lord, my trust is in you. You know that you are my source and I'm even trusting you to either heal me, help me right now supernaturally, miraculously, or help them to help me. And you, Lord, will be the first to get the glory. I'll thank them, but I'll praise you. I, did you hear what I said? I will thank them for helping me, but I will praise you because you, Lord, are my source. I love what David said. Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I see the shield of faith different than it's been presented in so many circles to, today. I don't see that as a force within me. I hope you don't see it is a, a force within you. I hope you don't have faith in your faith. But your faith is based on the faithfulness of God. And your focus is laser clear and laser targeted on God himself. That's why the Bible said before you talk to a mountain, you put your faith in me. 
because it won't be your faith as a force that moves the mountain. It'll be your God that acts on that mountain. Have faith in God. And then say to the mountain, if you know the will of God in the matter, say to the mountain, talk to the mountain, but don't talk to the mountain until you have talked to God. And in that talking to God, in that prayer, making Him your source. Hallelujah. Pray. God is pleased and He said, yeah, now you can talk to the mountain. Now you can speak in authority to that circumstance. Praise God. Did what did He tell Zerubbabel? He said, the mountain that stands before you, this, this circumstance, this opposition, this, this, this that stands against that that God had told him to accomplish looked like an immovable mountain of circumstance. And he wanted to take that, that overwhelming sense of inadequacy away and give him a bold faith, but not in his faith or himself, but in his God. And he said, Zerubbabel, the mountain that stands before you shall become as a plain, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. See, the covering we need today is not the covering of the flesh, the covering of all of those attractive places and people and systems to go and lean on. No, we may use them. God may use them after we pray, after we look to Him. Amen. <laughs> but the, believe me, they are not our source. And I'm not going to rebel against God by substituting someone or something else for Him because there is no substitute there's no one like our God. And we used to sing the song, Can't nobody do me like Jesus. <laughs> He's my friend. Hallelujah. Looking unto Jesus. Looking away from all that will distract. And setting your gaze upon Jesus. Hallelujah. Who is the author and the finisher of your faith? So resetting the focus of your faith, instead of doing what Israel did here, a misplaced trust when they trusted in Egypt, a leaning on and looking to the arm of flesh instead of God, not just forsaking God, but trusting in someone or something else in the place of God. That they might do what? Add sin to sin. Listen. Look at Jeremiah chapter 2 and verse 11. This is so important today. And down through verse 13. It said, Hath a nation changed their gods, which are yet no gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which doth not profit be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be you horribly afraid. This is where the woe comes in. That's what woe really means. It means, oh, no, <laughs> literally, plain spoken. Be ye very desolate, saith the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. Listen, sin to sin. And look what the two sins are as it's revealed here. 
for my people have committed two evils, for they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. And see, that's the first sin, is not making God exclusively our source, and hewed themselves out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. They forsook God, and they they begin to make their own way. They begin to depend. Well, it was really self-sufficiency is what it was. A broken cistern is what they threw Joseph in. Most scholars believe it. They dug a, a, a pit and they lined it with clay to catch the rainwater and hold that water. But when the drought seasons come, it would dry out and cracks would come in the bottom of the clay and all of the water would seep out and they called it a broken cistern which can hold no water. Oh, friend of mine, God wants to be an everlasting source for us. Always living water flowing. Praise God. Amen. God wants you and I to reset the focus of our faith. You may have one of the best insurance policies that can assure you that of the best medical care. But when that doctor comes out, and he, you know that it's going to be covered financially, and you know you're going to get the best of care in, in one of the best medical facilities. But when that doctor comes out and shakes his head and says, we've done all we can do, where does that leave you? Where does that leave me? This is not don't go to the doctor. This is not not be glad you have insurance. You need insurance. We all do. But we need assurance more than we need insurance. Remember the song, Blessed Assurance? Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Hallelujah. We're washed in his blood today born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. We're a peculiar people. We have a relationship with God like no one else if you're a Christian. No one on the planet can can make, make the statement that we can, our Father. Not our force like, like Star Wars. No, our Father which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Give us this day our daily bread. We look to God because he's our God. And He he's honored when we put our trust in him. And it is an act of rebellion. That's why the Bible, when we trust in someone or something else other than him, Amen. And we use him as a last resort when all of the systems of man fail us, then suddenly we begin to try to reset our focus. No, we need to reset our focus right now. Somebody say me amen out there in this audience. You need to get your focus on God. 
It doesn't matter who's in the White House if your focus is on God who sets up kings and brings down kings and blesses. Thank God, I I do pray that there will be a a, a scientific and medical answer for this problem because so many people don't know the Lord and don't know how to trust in God. And we all need, I would use anything that is proven to help. If you've got a headache, you can pray have a miracle at the mirror you can take an aspirin and not violate your faith because it's available to you amen if you're thirsty it's all right to go to the faucet <laughs> you, you don't have to just say that would be a rebellious act no you use what's available to you but that is never ever ever supposed to be your source Woe to the rebellious children that go down to Egypt that seek a covering, but not of my spirit. And they didn't take counsel of me. They didn't ask me. Oh, friend of mine, the world is very attractive. There's so many attractive systems to attract our attention, to get us to focus our faith upon this person, this political party, this as the answer. Listen, when God steps in, when God steps in, and that's what we need to happen. That's what we need to happen. My people have committed two evils. Listen, this is the wicked way. So many of us are thinking about terrible acts of rebellion in terms of purposeful sin when it says this, if my people, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way. Listen, the wicked way is, is, is not just adultery or, 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 or any of these great sins that we know are sins of the flesh, but it is our substituting someone or someone else for what only God is supposed to be to us and do for us. Hath a nation changed her gods, which are yet no gods, but my people, my people have changed their glory for that which doth not profit. Oh, friend of mine, I'm one of God's people, and I want to make sure that I'm looking exclusively to Him for the needs of my life. How about you? This is a time, if we're not laser focused on Him, it's a time to reset. Can you agree with me, the focus of our faith? Because when we do, we are turning from our wicked way. Amen. The Bible says in in, uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, listen, Trust in the Lord. With all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and listen, he'll respond. He will direct thy path. And if he directs you to do something, if he sends someone to help you, and you have went to him and put your trust exclusively in him, in prayer and in faith, I'm going to tell you it'll be just fine. But never, never put the focus of your faith in your faith itself as a force or in someone else as your source. Put your faith in your God. 
Hallelujah. Don't be a rebellious child like that. I'll tell you, we need to reset the focus of our faith today. The arm of flesh will fail you when the pressure's on. The systems of man will break down when, when, and, and they can't do everything. I want you to get that clear today. They can't fix everything. Oh, but when God steps in, hallelujah, there's nothing impossible with God. The things that are impossible with men are possible with God. Why would we trust men instead of Him? Amen. And the Bible goes on to say, And there's nothing impossible to him that believeth. Believeth what? That there's nothing impossible with God. And put in our trust in him. All things are possible. I used to listen. I was healed of cancer. I would have died in many churches that don't believe in healing and don't believe in praying for the sick and don't believe in miracles anymore. I would have died. And they would give me a great going away. Well, we were poor. It wouldn't have been too great. But I want you to know, amen, that, that God stepped in. When we made him our source, the doctor literally said, there's nothing more we can do. There was no bone marrow transplant technology in the early fifties. There wasn't, there wasn't, uh, there wasn't insurance. We had none to even pay for it if there was. The only thing left for me was an old county hospital in Tampa. At that time, it looked like something out of a Stephen King horror movie. Old gray building with old gray walls. And the doctor said, when it gets in its last stages, you can put him in. We can get him admitted. Uh, in other words, they would help me die uh, and, to, and minimize the pain. Uh, oh, but my mama and my daddy didn't take that word as the final word. They took me to the Tampa Revival Center, a church that had services seven, can you imagine, seven days a week because God was moving in every single service. A mighty revival was occurring. Hallelujah. My pastor at the time was Pastor Joe Woodward. He's with the Lord now. And and an evangelist was preaching that night named Freddie Gray. I believe he was from Texas. He wasn't a, a man of medicine. He wasn't a man of, of high education. But he was a man of God and preached a message that caused us to look unto Jesus as the author of our faith. And God is the source of our need. I remember my mama taking me for prayer. I remember feeling the presence of God in my feet, coming up my legs. And when I stood before the evangelist to be prayed for, I, I felt it all over my body, just tingling with the supernatural presence of God. Amen. Eight going on nine, given up to die of leukemia, weak, jaundiced, really probably should have been quarantined because of the jaundice. It was affecting my liver already. A friend of mine, my mother went to tell him, would you pray for my son? He has. And she started to say leukemia. And the man bypassed her, put his hand on my head and said, I curse this cancer of the blood in this child. 
in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And I'm going to tell you, God healed me completely. Took me back to the doctor because I was so energetic and well. <laughs> Amen. A week later, retested me. And the doctor couldn't find one evidence of cancer in my body. And he wrote on my medical report, spontaneous. <laughs> oh, you know, men of science have a, even, even if they go to church on Sunday, depending on the church they go to, they have a real problem with the supernatural and with miracles. They're men of science. <laughs> so if science can't, can't prove it justified, if there's no scientific answer, <laughs> then they write down things like this. Spontaneous remission. It was there, and for some unknown reason, <laughs> it's not there anymore. It was there before prayer. The prayer of faith was offered, but it's not there after the prayer of faith was offered. You don't need a scientific explanation anymore. Hallelujah. God did it. Jesus Christ did it. It's through His name that this little boy got healed and is getting ready to turn 74 and have a testimony today. Hallelujah. Praise God. We need to reset, dear friend, the focus of our faith. And I believe in this last day when men's systems are failing and we are re, everyone is reevaluating the focus of their faith and their confidence. Amen. And men's hearts will fail them for fear for looking at things which are coming upon the earth. And right in the sense of this, I believe, right in the time of all of this, I believe God's people are going to begin to experience as we reset the focus of our faith upon our God. We're going to see Him move in and through us. And the world is going to see it. And they're going to know, amen, that we're not looking for a hopeless end. We're looking for an, for an endless hope in Jesus Christ. That God is going to move. David said, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of God. In the land of the living. We all know when we get to heaven. All of this will be behind us forever. In the sweet by and by. It will be okay. But we're living in the nasty here and now. And God said. I am available to you. Look unto me. Trust in me. Don't lean to your own understanding. Hallelujah. Commit thy way unto me. Trust in me. And I'll bring it to pass. Hallelujah. We're going to see answers to prayer. We're going to see supernatural intervention. We're going to see miracles. I believe God wants, in His mercy, to heal our land if we will put our trust back in Him and serve Him. Glory be to God. Well, we love you today. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you can't put your trust in God because you first have to be reconciled to Him. You have no relationship with Him, no covenant. But if you repent of your sin and you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, 
you will be reconciled unto God. And you can call the creator of heaven and earth, Abba, Father, and have the Holy Spirit that will come to indwell you bear witness to the fact that you have been reconciled to God, not an old sinner saved by grace, but an old sinner that was saved by grace that has now become a son of God, a daughter of God. And when you go to God, you acknowledge that, confirm it by confessing it in prayer, declaring it, proclaiming it, our Father, which art in heaven. See, you're my source. You may use this and you may use that, but my faith is not in this or that. My faith is in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come to Jesus. Come to know Him. Come to trust Him. And experience peace in the midst of the storm. In Jesus' name.